Is that the song that Stoli will do? That's yeah. <laughs> the one that Stoli will do. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible, Stoli. You're so gifted. Nerdappropriate.com. How are you guys We're doing? We're back. We're back. Hey. Where did we go? I don't even know. I, I was just like, I was like, where is everyone? I felt like I was lost in a cavern without you. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Not really, Ash. What you were doing were stealing points on Mass Effect 3 multiplayer from me. Uh, yeah. Hillary kept accusing me of point stealing, but I kept telling her that it is a team game and we were on the same team. <laughs> Just because I kill Bye. shit faster. It's all about the money, man. <laughs> right. It's all about the money. As I'm grabbing in mid-animation, that is the perfect time for you to help me out. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay, I'm a jerk. Big deal. Well, yeah, so we took an extended break. We had the, the Jennifer Hale interview last time, and we kind of left that up for, for an extra week. We thought that would be appropriate, and we had some scheduling issues, so it all worked out for the better. Yes. Yeah. Here we are. That means that we have way too much to talk about today. We do. Hey. I'm really excited because new stuff actually came out, and it's stuff that I was like really excited about. So we're going to talk about some of that new stuff today too. Like but what have you guys been doing? Cycle. It is. This is the beginning of the 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 summer was extra long and yeah. extra extra hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you guys been watching any of the Gamescom stuff? I have not. I've been sitting in a room siphoned off from the internet other than like Twitter, essentially. So, so. tell us, Matt, what you've been doing, because I've only been hearing like bits and pieces, and it sounds kind of like you were in a North Korean like like work camp of some sort. But so, what, what was going on? So I got my new, my new job a few months ago, and uh, I do front-end web stuff for them. But they, Bloomberg, has a thing that they sell to many people called the terminal and the terminal has been around for 40 years or 30 years something like that and it's this two panel display thing where you get all this crazy financial analytics just shoved at your face 24 hours a day essentially so all senior hires apparently have to go through bloomberg training and what that consists of is two weeks of learning how to build stuff for this 30 year old piece of software Oh man! That I will never work on ever mm-hmm. in my entire existence at the company. Like I literally will never do anything in the terminal after that two weeks of training. So basically, I sat through two weeks of C plus plus, like weird proprietary database and some weird proprietary version of JavaScript for two weeks. I, I literally just sat at a computer doing almost nothing. Wow! Whoa, whoa, but you're what happy is that? to do it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. Well, I mean, I saw you complaining, but I didn't really get what was going on. You were just like, I can't take it. And I was just like, I don't know. It was literally like <laughs> you know? nine to ten hours a day. And then on my, it was my birthday last week, too. Or this yeah. week. Happy birthday. It was this week. Happy it was Tuesday. Birthday. Happy birthday. So on my birthday, training was the longest day that we had of the entire uh... weeks. It was the longest day of training that, that existed. Oh. And then I get off, I go to leave, 
and they shut down four of the eight trains that go into Brooklyn. So it took me over an hour and a half to get home. It was like the most ridiculous. I walked in the door. I felt so bad because Melissa had like made dinner and like been all nice. And I'm all like, I hate everything. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just done. I raged for like 15. Oh my minutes. gosh. Yeah. So that sucks. All but, right. Yeah, I watched like Mega Mine. That was good. And uh, cool. I've played, seen played, played some games and and things. I rewatched Captain America. I still think it's good. I don't good. care what anybody else says. I liked it. it was what good. about you, Scott? What have you been doing? I know you had a little trip to Miami. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how did that go? Weird J or Miami. <laughs> no, no me gusta. No me gusta. Uh, you don't love Miami, Scott? No, boy. No, I no. mean, like, okay. Let me, to be honest, like, I, you know, we, we grew up in, Matt and I grew up in Clearwater. So, like, I know what the beach is like. And so, like, the allure of being in a place like Miami Beach is not, like, amazing to me. And, uh... In my opinion, like the the area of Miami Beach that I was in, like to me wasn't didn't seem very clean. So, and people didn't pick up after their dogs. Well, did. <laughs> you say there were there was a lot of uh, feces around. Yeah, <laughs> like people people like don't seem to want to pick up after their dogs, and like it's always weird at the beach because there's always this weird mix of like like well off people and not well off people, and it just kind of makes like a weird melting pot, but. Um, I went there because my my wife went to like a training class, so I cool. hung out with her and we like, we rented an apartment, which was cool instead of staying at a hotel. So I just kicked Airbnb. it for a couple of days, huh? Airbnb, Airbnb, yeah. Sponsored I had cable, by. I had cable for five days. That was incredible. That's I watched cool. some preseason football because we're all not secretly fantasy football nerds, Matt and I. So um, <laughs> that that's pretty all much. <laughs> Sorry, not all of us. Uh, and I, I beat The Witcher 2, and I started my second playthrough of said game. Nice. Excellent. Did you take yeah. your Xbox to Miami? No, no, oh. no. I, uh, I had my laptop, and I was able to oh, earn oh. some achievements in Toy Soldiers, which is available on Steam. Oh, well, as long as you were able yeah. to earn some achievements, that's what I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, so oh. good times. Awesome. Hillary, awesome. what have you been doing? Um, I've been working on things and playing things. And that's it. So, um, basically, <laughs> it's like, I'll talk about it. <laughs> I know. Um, later I'll talk about it, but, uh, I just started risen two, which is not, uh, I'll just talk about it later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've been playing some games and catching up on some summer game pile, Dawn guard at Skyrim. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Awesome. Other than that, just working a lot and, um, getting prepared for packs. So that should be fun. Yeah, that's right. That leaves you, Ash. Oh, uh, okay. So I went went back to uh, the day job a couple weeks ago, and yeah. uh, it just means a little bit of a different schedule. So I'm up pretty early now, uh, like five fifteen ish every day, uh, which is okay. And then you know, uh, new group of new group of people to. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into details here of my secret life, but new group of people to mentor. Um, other than that, I, I've been playing some games. I'm still playing a lot of Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Um, Scott and I played a little bit of Orcs Must Die 2, which we're going to talk about and review. And uh, this week I picked up Darksiders 2, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit Sweet. as well. And it is pretty fucking incredible. And other than that, you know, it's been back to the grind, but in a good way. And also, you know, um, getting amped up for Celebration and for PAX, which is coming up very, very soon. 
Uh-huh. So what are we talking about on today's podcast? Do you mean the rundown? <sighs> Here it comes. Let's do the rundown. Well, we're going to talk about some upcoming cons that we're doing, uh, which is Celebration and PAX. And then um, we've got some lawsuit information from Google. Uh, on Live's big explosion this week, or implosion. Uh, Avengers 2 news, and then we've got some news about a new Capcom game that everybody is pooping themselves over. Uh, we're doing some reviews this week. We've got Mass Effect, uh, Next 7, Orcs Must Die 2, Risen 2, Darksiders 2, Born Legacy, and maybe even some Humble Bundle for Android. And then the question of the week was, it's karaoke <sighs> night at the Purgatory Bar. Ladies drink free, always. What song are you singing? <laughs> That's such right. a great question. This it is, is a great this question. This is incredible because uh, I'm actually going to do karaoke tonight. Are you? Like, he oh, is. Yeah. lucky! And I thought he's I going thought to this... the coolest little place that we have here in Orlando. It's this Korean karaoke bar called Q Karaoke, where you actually get your own room, and it pretty much resembles a brothel. So he's going to have a, a jolly old time. That's that awesome! Amazing. That is the only <laughs> kind of karaoke you can do in New York. It's weird. There's really? no like booth, open room karaoke. karaoke. Yeah, it's all private room. Huh. Mm. It is odd. Well, all right. All right. Well, let's get in the news. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Is that our accent? No. Oh, man. Are we going to so. do accents at the end? Mm. We're going to have a good <laughs> Maybe at the end. all the question of the week in an accent. That would be. How about we bad. just, instead of doing accents, how about we just sing all the answers? Oh, okay. I like that one. I'll, I'll, I'm on board with Nobody that. Nobody wants it. We're going to lose like all 18 <laughs> of our followers. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after you hear Jennifer Hale sing and then you hear us sing, it'll be, it'll be different. News. All right. So Scott and myself are uh, going to celebration next week. And Scott, I need to, I need to know this because I don't know this. Are you going all four days? Uh, I, I actually didn't plan on going all four days and now I realize that I need to take Thursday off for sure. Um, because you alerted me to the fact that, um, Tim Rose is doing a puppeteering panel on Thursday. Yeah. That's why I put that in there. Cause I was like, Scott kind of needs to be there. I think I might, um, be really sick next Friday and take Friday off. (laughs) Um, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and, um, so I think I'm going to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but both Scott and myself will be at Celebration, and um, they were cool enough, enough to give us uh, press access this year. So I don't really know uh, what that entails at Celebration. Uh, maybe they will slowly feed us grapes and massage our feet and do yes, all sorts of stuff. That's what I heard. Yeah, I press heard that. Yeah. yeah. Great, great what? massages. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Great massages. That is so you know prevalent in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you didn't read Beating that fan particular? Apparently not. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, John's Palace. There's a lot of really uh, <laughs> cool stuff at Celebration, which we're excited to see. I think the Is Robot Chicken back? Me, yeah, Robot Chicken's back, sort of like, it might as well be called Seth Green Con because he's doing a panel, like two or three panels every single day. But the big one that I want to see is a. Um, they actually had writers create um, a stage play, so to speak, called The Smuggler's Gambit, and it has a whole bunch of incredible voice actors on it. Um, like D. Bradley Baker, who does the voice of all the clones in The Clone Wars, Ashley Eckstein, who's Ahsoka, um, 
Matt Lanter, who is the voice of Anakin, and then Claire Grant from Team Unicorn, Daniel Logan, who was Boba Fett, um, and, you know, just incredible actors and voice actors all doing a live reading um, on Saturday night at 6 o'clock, and it's a all-brand-new script, and they're all just going to go on stage and do it, and they're going to have sound effects and a narrator and everything. So that's, I, that's awesome. The one, um, yeah, that's the one I'm really looking forward to. So hopefully we get uh, bring you guys some coverage of that, and that's uh, Smuggler's Gambit. But there's, you know, a lot of great stuff, especially if you are a huge Star Wars fan. Um, you know, this is, of course, the convention to go to. You know, my, my love of Star Wars kind of comes and goes in waves. Like when I'm watching Clone Wars and stuff, it's my absolute favorite thing. And then, it, you know, Clone Wars ends for the season and I kind of forget about it. And I don't like, you know, live, eat and breathe Star Wars and move on to other yeah. stuff. But but I, I'll always be a fan. Well, let me tell you, last year um, at Celebration, um, my wife and I actually saw a uh, 501st wedding proposal like happen in the lobby of the convention center. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. We were we, we were just kind of standing next to a couple of stormtroopers and they were being all secretive about something. And we kind of got close to them and they were like, yeah, meet, meet in the hallway five minutes. Like she doesn't know. She doesn't know. So my wife and I followed these people like out into the lobby uh, and the guy was like standing with his girlfriend. And all of a sudden, like all these stormtroopers appeared like around them and like people in like higher ranks of stormtrooper gear and like imperial officer gear. And then he just kind of like did the thing right there in the middle of the floor and it was like amazing and we were just standing right there like in our in our plane clothes with all these like stormtroopers around us it was like awesome. it was incredible that's awesome that's so cool yeah. so there's there's definitely some magic happening at and they do they're doing uh what is that um star wars speed dating again this year which apparently was very popular last year it was and yeah. i i kind of want to just go and watch it because obviously i can't partake yeah, in uh, it. yeah it's full <laughs> it's already full <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you? <laughs> because I am I am uh, hitched, as they say. So, um, big question: Is Mark Hamill going to be there? Of course, yeah. he yes, he is oh, there. I love he him. Is. He's going to be Although, there, um, and Carrie Fisher too. Yeah, Carrie Fisher. Oh, I like yeah. her too. They're, They're yeah, hard to pin a, down. Good number of the original cast is going to be there. Of course, you know, no Harrison Ford ever. We would never do that, but but a good number of the original cast, and of course, a lot of people from Clone Wars, a lot of people from um, the new trilogy. So it's, I mean, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, it is the biggest in the world. So hopefully, we bring you guys some good stuff from there. We're going to take a lot of pictures and maybe nab a few interviews while we're down there, and um, we'll see what happens. We don't so really know yet. So then, one week later, you guys are at PAX. Is there anything uh, you're looking forward to yet about that? Is not really. They don't have full panel announcements yet, do they? They yeah, do they actually. Did yeah. they put them out? Okay. Yeah, they're out. Um, yeah, so we're, gosh, we're pretty booked at this point uh, with with PAX stuff. Uh, stuff. What are you looking forward to, Scott? Well, the most? I mean, I, uh, I don't. I mean, like, I'm kind of like a expo floor guy myself because I really like to get my hands on things, you know, and like check everything out. Yeah, like Reketeer, <laughs> me and Reketeer at PAX East. Like that was my yeah, that was my problem. And I I made a list of all the stuff I want to go to, but I don't I don't think I have it in front of me. But um, I think like for our listeners, the important thing is that like we will be at PAX, and if you will be at PAX and actually Celebration for that matter, let us know. Yeah. We'll say hey and what's up. And I think we're gonna try to meet up with some friends at PAX and um, hang out with the folks from uh, Reset Transmission as well. And um, just have fun. So yeah, yeah. So, so let us yeah, know we are kind on. of in the process of um, on Thursday night. If you do arrive at PAX a little bit early, um, 
you know, we're going to have a little bit of a get together early Thursday evening, just a really casual kind of hangout, meet and greet kind of thing. So if Somewhere you are at some yeah, place, yeah, it more than likely it's going to be at the Sheridan in Scott's bed. What? <laughs> <laughs> if this is like any other uh, nerd appropriate hangout, it'll be Ash's bed as well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to say anything about for, it. For our listeners, that doesn't mean that Scott and I engage in relations with one another. It simply means that whenever we book a hotel, we end up get we end up getting stuck with a king size bed that cannot get exchanged. So we show up and they're like, "Oh, you have a king," and we're like, "Oh." So we end up cuddling all weekend. Spooning. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Yeah, a little spooning. <laughs> Those aren't two pillows. Oh my gosh! Oh. So <laughs> great movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Hillary? What are you doing at PAX? Why don't you tell people? What um, were you spo- First of all, what were you supposed to do at PAX, and then what did you end up doing at PAX? <laughs> are you trying to throw me another bus, Ash? So yeah. I was supposed to be helping you guys cover the event um, with my awesome press pass, but. I'm actually going to be working for Bioware at the Bioware base. So come by and see me. And yes, there will be lots of fun times had. Um, But but yeah, it means that I'll be pretty much there the whole time. Hopefully I will get to see the floor. Um, I know it's something that I always try to do. But yeah, um, just let me know what you guys are doing. And I definitely want to hang out with you guys and be there as much as possible. Yay! Cool. Hooray. Why don't you yes. awkwardly, for our listeners, describe what you look like <laughs> so wow. when no, they see you at the Bioware base? ASL. God. Okay, I'm very, very, very tall. I'm like the tallest person probably in the room, generally, sometimes. Um, I'm blonde, and um, yeah, look for a tall blonde with an N7 shirt. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and I, I think at the time, I'm actually, this is very exciting, like breaking news, headline news. I'm getting my hair did. So oh my gosh. I will Hello. have blonde hair with red dreadlocks. Red dreadlocks. Uh, Let's just stop the podcast right here. In a side ponytail. <laughs> I rock the side po. Oh yeah. my gosh. So anyway, oh, okay. we'll be at PAX. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we'll be bombarding you with PAX information um, over the next few weeks. So we don't want to kind of smother you quite yet. But keep your eyes peeled for a bunch of nerds running around and that'll be us. Cool. So, so Matt, Matt, let's talk about lawsuits. Yeah, so yeah, this is some um, serious business. If you have read any tech blogs in the past couple of months, essentially, you know that Apple was in the process of suing Samsung for uh, infringement on a bunch of different patents, basically saying that they ripped off the iPhone, which, you know, whatever. Uh, they maybe they did, maybe they didn't. It's really hard to tell. The, the funny thing that's weird about all this is that they're actually business partners, and Samsung makes all the, the glass screens that... Uh, that uh, Apple uses for their iPhones. <laughs> so they're, they're suing their business partner currently over infringing on stealing the stuff that they make. Uh, and you're either on one side of the street or the other. I'm on the side that says that patents are good in some senses, but they're getting used for this kind of nonsense at this point where people are trying to sue the competition out of business, essentially. As patent opposed, trolling. Yeah. yeah, patent trolling. Basically, there's a really popular website called Hipmunk that makes... Uh, they do flight. You can buy flights like really cheap through them, and it's a really awesome site. You should check it out. But basically, they got they got sued once over their name because somebody owned a patent it had nothing to do with what they were doing, 
but basically just they bought some weird patent that said like you couldn't book flights online and then they sued Hipmunk over it and made 200 that it was ridiculous and, and wait, that's the kind of stuff that's going on is a hip monk a hipster chipmunk? I think so. That's incredible. Uh, okay. So basically the new news that just came out is that uh, Google purchased Motorola a while back. Uh, it just became official very recently, and they basically took seven of Motorola's patents and sued Apple over them for patent infringement on their phones. So I actually think this is – knowing Google's past with patents, Google is probably doing this to prove a point. Uh, they actually are on the side of not patenting creative processes, essentially. like th- They think there's certain things you should patent, but really this is just getting out of hand. So they're kind of supposedly buying up patents to get rid of the patent trolling and kind of get this under control. And they've been in, in uh, kind of the positive side of some of the laws that have been trying to get passed about patents. So I don't know. I just thought this was interesting uh, to watch three humongous companies sue each other to the point where they're basically trying to stop sales of some of the top selling things in a certain it, it's kind of ridiculous though because i mean like the thing some of the things they're they're trying to patent are the way you move your fingers when on a, on a device yeah to me that is not that you can't patent that like the pinch you can't patent the pinch i mean that's well, kind of ri- one of the famous crazy, statements right? is that samsung's lawyer came out and said apple patented a rectangle and they basically yeah. did. They patented a phone that looks like this with a button on the bottom. They patented that. Really? So oh, anybody who puts a rectangle phone out with a button on it <laughs> is clearly in patent infringement of Apple. That's incredible. Like that's the I kind of stuff that's going on. So why don't yeah, they why don't they put all those resources toward actually developing new stuff and stop fighting with each other? Just saying. Well, I yeah. think Apple's got so much money that they <laughs> Apple could fight this lawsuit for the next hundred years and still have eighty billion dollars in the bank. They, it, yeah, I don't know. It's like something it's amazing to do on to the me. side. I, I agree with you, Hillary. Like, why aren't they putting effort into creativity as opposed to just suing each other over yes pointless crap? Or they could do stuff like help humanity. I don't know. Just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Save the world or be a dick. It's your choice. I know. <laughs> so uh actually i guess the point being i think it's good sign that google's entering this kind of patent thing and hopefully they can kind of the judge has multiple times with samsung and apple been like why don't we take a pause and you guys try to solve this out of court because no matter which way this goes it's going to be bad for everybody and uh that's the truth because if apple wins they basically just made a precedent that they can now sue over every minor patent thing that they ever do and block anyone from putting things out that are We will sue anything things. that is rectangular. Yeah, no. I mean essentially that that's a, just about <laughs> where they're standing. And if Samsung wins, then you know, it's really going to put another case on this on the side cuz they've countersued a bunch of patents too, of course. So they've countersued some like 500 million dollars in patents. That they say Apple ripped off of them. So, oh wow, it, it is craziness. And sounds these are, like a bit of a mess. These are very deep pockets fighting each other over over patent laws. So, well, speaking of being dicks, let's talk about another company that just laid off <laughs> all of its employees. Yeah, seriously. Oh. Oh, I thought you were going a different route with that. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I was laughing. Um, yes, <laughs> we, you know. <laughs> like the newsroom, I waited till I retweeted until I had two confirmed sources that were talking about the fall of OnLive. You have to I have love it. Confirmed I sources. Love it. Um, so I, I waited. But from what we understand, and this is coming from you know some of, some of the big dogs, so this is very true, um, OnLive is going through some 
rapid restructuring. And for those that don't know what OnLive is, it was supposed to be the very first cloud gaming service, meaning that you didn't need a proper console. You didn't need a proper copy of the game. The game would be streamed into your television and you would play um, using the cloud. Okay, mm-hmm. And it was very ambitious. It was very bold. Um, and it also didn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, some people swear by it. Some though, people Ash, swear by it. I've learned. I think it's network. I think network has a lot to do with it. And if you have, a, if you have an even remotely bad, you know, if you're not connected through T1 or fiber to OnLive's network, then it's just not going to work very well. Exactly. Yeah, in theory, it's amazing. But you know, everything I've been reading about it says this will be an amazing service, but not during this generation it'll be maybe during the next console generation when internet speeds have kicked up a little bit and we you know when i was up in the boonies and we were podcasting from there and had all sorts of connectivity problems we had the conversation about you know is is the united states ready for cloud is the united states ready for everyone having you know high high speed and the, the fact of the matter is not everyone has that option so therefore on live already has a rather limited market you know so, I mean, I don't know. I, I obviously don't want to see anything bad happen to those people. I don't want to see them lose their job. But we did, you know, get our hands on it last year at PAX. And I didn't like how it played. I didn't like yeah. I didn't feel like it was a, a great experience. And um, it feels like maybe some other people felt the same way as well, I did. And I think what came out of this that was so shitty, that was such a dickish thing, was that essentially the owner walked in, called an all-hands meeting in the morning, and I don't know what the feeling was in the office. I don't know if people were already like, hey, this I don't think we're doing too hot kind of feeling, you know. But he basically called in all hands. Everybody came in and he said, all right, here's the deal. We're selling a company off to a really good investor. We're going to have one guy who's going to own it. And uh, we're laying, I, I forget the percentage. It was a decent amount of people off right now. And he oh, just wow. pink slipped a bunch of people. And so the whole company did not get laid off. That was a mis- no, a, mis- a wrong rumor. Yeah, uh, but there were a substantial amount of layoffs, and the company is changing hands. It's official. It's already been acquired by some private investor, and supposedly it's going to stay on live. But there's no real truth to anything yet. They're still waiting to find out what what the hell is going on. But this all happened yeah. in a morning meeting on a Friday, and then that was it. And it's like, I it's, that kind of treatment is just I can't imagine. Now, I guess I guess you kind of have to know that when you work for a startup that. Hey, at any point, you might come in and we might be acquired and you may no longer have a job. But It's true. You it's know. kind of yep. a scary situation. But what do you guys think about um, the future of the service? I mean, do you, do you feel like now is the time for this, something like this to actually exist? Or do you feel like, well, maybe it's good that they're kind of you well, they, know, they have restructuring? And, and they're called Gaikai, which is another cloud gaming thing. That It, it plugs in. It's like an... Uh, I know they're plugged into some smart TVs or something like that. I think they're they're positioning themselves more as a platform than as a as a full on mm-hmm. service like OnLive. Okay. Does. See, where I got in trouble last year when I was reporting on OnLive is OnLive was completely playable on PC for about a year, and then it went to the console market, and you had to get a something similar to a Roku that allowed you know the signal to be streamed to your television, and they were actually giving those away in mass at PAX uh, Prime last year. If like you just showed up early in the morning, they would have actually given you an on-live console unit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that couldn't have been cheap to do <laughs> for everybody at PAX, but they were just giving them away like, like crazy. So Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the future of it is not only possible, it's, it's likely. Like, I think they're, they are 
what is going to happen. It's just like we were saying before that it, it's very early right now in the game. And I think there are two steps ahead. I think the next step is mm-hmm. de- like all digital downloads on console. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then cloud gaming. And then cloud gaming. So game. yeah, so it's it's kind of hard to be in this position right now. I think when you don't see the the huge guys even tiptoeing in, like yeah. when you don't see Microsoft or Sony or any of them <laughs> even like sticking a toe in the water, it's a little it's a sign that maybe they're just a little too far out from what yeah. is capable right now. Because I think yeah. if it was I think if it was even feasible that Microsoft would be like, yeah, let's try this one cloud game, you know, our little mini game type service that's all cloud yeah. gaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I know like, people that, sorry to cut you off, Scott, but I know people that okay. swear by this, and it works well for strategy games, it mm-hmm. works well for games like Civilization, mm-hmm. but games like, you know, in what I played, Fighter I played Street Fighter, you, you can't have even, you know, a tenth of a second delay with your moves, or else the game just doesn't function. I mean, like, you notice it, the, the image wasn't, you know, the, the graphics weren't clear, they're a little bit blurry because it's streaming, mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of lag, and it's just it just felt wrong, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what you're so. saying is, is that there's just a lot of data to move through, and it's really just hard to get that much stuff through the tubes without fiber. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's why we should all move to Kansas City. There you go. Uh, so next up is that uh, this past week, the Avengers 2, which we knew was coming, got an official date, and an official director, Joss Whedon, is on board for Avengers 2, <laughs> and he's also tied to the rumored TV show for ABC. So stoked. I'm more excited about the TV show. A Joss Whedon Helms TV show than yes. I am about Avengers Two. We all know Avengers Two is going to probably be pretty damn good. Yes, I mean you just get all those guys in the same room together, and it's like, oh, okay. Like I could just watch, you know, Hulk high fiving people for two hours and be completely <laughs> fine with that, you know. But uh, the TV show is what I'm really excited about. But I'm glad. I'm glad that he signed on. Yeah, I know he, he did he, say it was like a big decision point because it is such an undertaking to to go into these movies, but. Yeah, it's like years of his life. It's like, do I want to give up years of my existence for yeah. this? It's yeah. like, yeah, you probably pretty sh- pretty much should do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll probably yeah. get paid a little bit more this time, too. In preparation, I watched um, a few episodes of Buffy yesterday. Mm-hmm. So and good. I was, like, reminded about how awesome TV shows with Joss Whedon are. <laughs> good, good. I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah. So this is good news all around, then. Uh, the one other bit of news that came out about Marvel was that the Iron Man 3 production has been put on hold because Robert Downey Jr. got an ouchie on his ankle. I heard that. He oh. sprained, sprained <laughs> it or broke his ankle. Yeah. He I don't think it broke. Ouchie. I think he sprained it. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Iron Man 3 delayed. I don't know if it's actually going to affect the actual movie coming out, but, you know, isn't getting made. Currently. Let's hope not. And by the way, if you have not watched the intro to the Iron Man 3 panel at Comic-Con, like we weren't at that one because yeah. it was in Hall H and it was ridiculous, but probably the best panel intro of all time with Robert Downey Jr. And he comes in from the audience? Yeah, he comes in from the audience wearing like Iron Man gauntlets and like yeah. shining lights at people and like running through <laughs> it's, the it's crowd. It's awesome. He pretty much was Tony Stark for about 10 minutes and it was, <laughs> did you, it was absolutely ridiculous. Did you see him at the uh, Iron Man Kids uh, costume competition on the Marvel stage. No, I didn't see that. So they they did this big Iron Man kids competition. So like all the kids dressed up as Iron Man and they were all like standing. There's a bunch of them, like it's all sizes, like thirteen to you know three, and they're all sitting there and like all of a sudden the crowd just goes crazy and Robert Downey Jr. comes from the back of the stage with the Iron Man gauntlet on, like walks up to the kids and he's just standing behind them and then he's like, hey, what is everybody doing? And like all the kids turn around and just start screaming immediately and. He high fives them all and takes pictures with everybody, and 
That's awesome. I think it's a dude that could not be happier that he's in such a gigantic movie, you know? Absolutely. It's good to see, so. And, you know, he has so many skeletons in the closet. The yeah. fact that he kept getting more and more chances in life, even though he made so many mistakes, is pretty awesome. You know, the fact yeah. that everyone pretty much... I mean, dude, the guy snuck into, like, a kid's house in the middle of the night, <laughs> high in cocaine, in and crawled into a child's bed, and he's still, <laughs> oh my like, God. a national hero, and that's... Sure, he's almost, he's <laughs> almost as bad as Kristen Stewart for cheating on our... Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about Remember Me. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, yeah. Um, no, so- Remember Me is a Capcom title that was announced or talked about at Gamescom, and it looks amazing. I mean, I, I literally am so excited about some of the titles that they're working on, um, just in general. This one is about a, um elite memory hunter, and it's a strong female protagonist. Yay! And um, basically, they showed um, some in-game content, and it's fantastic. So it's kind of like Mirror's Edge, but mixed with Assassin's Creed and maybe some Deus Ex. And it kind of, I don't know, it just, it seemed amazing. I love this, like, kind of futuristic, but not too, too far in the future kind of thing that's happening. Um, it's kind of a trend, I think. But um, it looks it looks amazing, and it and it's going to be released in May of 2013 on current gen consoles, and then they said that they are developing a franchise um, to straddle the the generation of consoles. So the mm. next ones will be next gen, and then this one be, will be current gen. So um, it, looks it's amazing, incredible. I mean, I, I would have like just by looking at the footage right now, it almost looks to be next gen so it, it looks like they're really really pushing they're showing the 360 their 360 version in the clip i'm looking at now it looks like they're really pushing things so yeah well, that's pretty cool i have to say um capcom has really really impressed me lately after playing dragon's dogma i mean my my love for capcom is definitely there i mean before it was mostly just about you know fighting games and things but um yeah yeah they they definitely have they, they've got something great here and i can't wait so what, well, that's the, what is a memory no, hunter? Sorry. I just don't understand. I um, thought you said memory hunter, and I was really excited. <laughs> so not a memory well, hunter. Yeah, don't tell me what a memory hunter is. <laughs> what is a memory hunter? So think about it this way. So instead of Ezio running around with his hidden blade um, assassinating targets, this person goes um, and goes after different targets, gets into their brain, and kind of rewrites the story in their head. So the, the clip that I saw, um, she, the, the protagonist was um, after this one particular guy, and her mission was to make him commit suicide. So in order to do that, she had to get into his memory and his thoughts and change a conversation to, to which like he actually like kills his girlfriend or something. And, and he's so distraught when he comes back to reality that he actually does commit suicide. So, I mean, it's kind of dark. <laughs> so it's kind of like Inception somewhat in that way, like... They're implanting. They're, she's like implanting thoughts and messing with people's brains. And was it a shooter at all, or was it? I didn't see anything about this game. That's why I'm asking these questions. So. I actually, the only part that I saw was the cutscene where she, it was talking about how she goes in and manipulates his memory. So I would assume that there's some kind of shooting element. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm thinking there's a much larger story where maybe it's something like Jason Bourne trying to awesome. figure out you know, where he's from and, and, and how he got there kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. it could be really, really cool. Just just the environment and the way things um, looked, I, I'm, I'm sold. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Sign up. Yes. Very it's cool. going cool. on the list with The Last of Us and other titles. Is this the first, like, Capcom game that's everybody's super stoked over that's come out in a long time? 
I feel like Capcom hasn't really done. I'm kind of down think... on Capcom in general. Yeah. I feel like this is the first new IP from them that has kind of a, a chunk of positive buzz about it. I, I don't feel like Dragon's Dogma was was properly marketed, unfortunately. Yeah. It feel like I felt like they announced it and then just put it out like silently. They were like, yeah, look at this RPG. Absolutely. And then they were like, here you go, everybody. Yeah. And, and the good news <laughs> is you know, we, we, we did talk about it. It did sell well, mainly from, from word of mouth, but yeah. it shouldn't have had to rely on word of mouth. It should have had a nice big push. But, you know, they, they're a really talented bunch and they have a lot of different uh, internal studios that are constantly working to like, you know, make new stuff. But um, I'm hoping that this is a trend for them to stop like pushing, you know, Street Fighter Seven, Mark Three, and all that crap, and actually start with new IPs and some new innovation. You know, yeah, it's risky, but it could be really great. Awesome. But that's, I mean, I think I think that's what gamers want is that like we some of us we actually want to see new stuff. You know, we don't want to see the yeah. same types of games over and over again. Yeah. Well. I mean, just for two seconds, I was at their um, their Done. event at Comic Con. I know uh, we were a little bit over already, but I, w- I was I was at their panel at Comic Con, and it was actually like I love Capcom. I've always been a huge Capcom fan, but everyone in that room, it was like groan inducing because it was like, all right, now we're going to talk about Mega Man iOS, and we're going to talk about. I mean, it was just all like all of their old titles. It was all the remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then the <laughs> H- HD version of like, it was just all old stuff. And everyone just wants new stuff. Just give us new stuff, you know? So, anyway. Yeah. You How's wrapped that, that up before I was ready. I was eating eggs. <laughs> you were like talking, and I was like, I'm going to take a bite of eggs. And, and then, then I stopped. And then you're like, and then it's good. And I was like, well, Oh. This seems like a great time to take a break, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure it does. does. Uh, so let's get play more some coffee. music, and then we'll be right back with some reviews. Good save, Scott. The dark side of Anakin, renegade assassin, galactic rogue pallet in the minds I imagine the rule of the strong, secret order of the empire, lord of the fallen, dark killer of the empire, shadow in the light, the virgin of religion, bloodshine play, instrument of precision, war message general, cybernetic skeletal legacy, incredible, mind regard, terrible, faith in a prophecy believed to be myth, where the will of the force doesn't seem to exist, balance it all, the children one will eclipse, seduced by the anger, the code of the Battle with destiny, becoming a monster on a path, no turning back, stronger than honor, destroy to create, to create, to conjure, control the whole galaxy, co-crush and conquer, fight to discover the secret of survival, forever immortal among these false idols, malevolent man, I'm making my thoughts suicidal, aggressive apprentice, strike down every last disciple, savage mission beyond redemption alliances, corrupt the weak, minded influence, all likenesses, with the wave of my hand, hypnotize you and silence it, redefine revenge, man, Manifesting with violence is aligned to a master, the fire of hate. Break my chains to victory from the choices I make. Enigma of passion, feed on fear and on rage. Architect of destruction, prodigy of hate. If you only knew the power, the fight for the power. If you only knew the power, the fight for the power. All right, and we're back, and you just heard the song Nightfall by uh, Mark Dago, who 
our longtime listeners will remember uh, we played his music in episode 41. Um, this track will actually be available today on the day that it's put out, August 21st, um, at his Bandcamp, which is markdago.bandcamp.com. Um, so Mark is super cool, and thank you, Mark, for contributing this music to us, and go check out his Bandcamp. And we'll probably meet up with him at PAX as well, so that's yeah, cool. That's awesome. And we tweeted it out this week, but awesome. if if, uh, if anybody does make music and they would like to get it promoted on the podcast, just uh, send us an email or send it to Scott probably, scott at nerdappropriate.com, and we'll we'll work it out. Yeah, just uh, holler at us one way or another. We always love to feature new stuff, so. Yeah. 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 We love music. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> that almost felt that almost fell weirdly flat. You're like, we love music, and then we all just sat there like, man. <laughs> it's okay. It's I'm used to it, guys. It's a musically themed podcast because we're talking about karaoke later. We are. <laughs> that was the theme. I missed the theme. It is now, apparently. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Uh huh. So, Ash. Yes, sir. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I wasn't looking at the show notes. So we uh, the firefight pack came out, uh, I believe it last last week or maybe the week before. I don't know. It's been a while. So um, it was DLC, uh, two dollars or what is one hundred and sixty Microsoft points, um, and it takes a whole bunch of. Uh, and of course, firefight pack was for Mass Effect three. Uh, and it takes a lot of the multiplayer weapons and moves them into the single player and also adds uh, a handful of new guns that aren't available in the multiplayer for use in the single player. Um, what this made me do was kind of go back and uh, start from the beginning of the game again. So I actually started what? up. Uh, I, yeah, I imported one of the characters that I hadn't played yet because I, you know, like many of you guys out there, I probably beat Mass Effect 2 with different characters like five or six times. So I had a bunch of people that I hadn't imported yet. So I was like, well, I'll see, you know, I'll I'll import my, I think I imported my Vanguard or something. <clears throat> and um, just to try out the firefight pack. And uh, in, the new guns are really cool. And, and what it does is it, some of the guns from multiplayer um, are so incredibly powerful, like the Rieger Carbine. You can start the game out with a Rieger Carbine. <laughs> it's just oh, wow. like... You can basically uh, just like walk your way through the whole entire beginning of the third. Um, there, there is a new um, blood pack. Oh God, what's it called? I should have written this down. I'm terrible at this. Sure. Uh, the blood pack Punisher. Yeah, um, an amazing new submachine gun. The the flavor text is that the Vorcha are too ignorant to actually change clips or to change ammo types. So the blood pack Punisher. Um, for every fifth bullet, it fires one armor-piercing round, so it actually has two different chambers. So it's That's a double-barrel, yeah, it's a double-barrel submachine gun, and the top barrel fires regular rounds, and the bottom barrel fire, fires um, an armor-piercing round. And it's just incredible. It's an amazing submachine gun. And I hope they bring it over to multiplayer, but I don't know how that would work. But um, I'm all for stuff like this. Uh, I think what a lot of people are going to do, they're, they're going to wait for all the DLC to come out, and then download all the DLC and just do a fresh playthrough. And I hear um, that. And that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Uh, once all the DLC is out, I'll probably finally import my main character again with my correct face because I was one of the people that suffered from the the broken face syndrome. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. But it's so actually I'll, fun to give them a facelift. It is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll wait and uh for all the DLC and do a, a big big playthrough of Mass Effect 3. But um, you know, if you're looking for some new guns, 
two bucks, you get a whole bunch of new stuff, and it's totally worth it. So check out the Firefight Pack. Guys. So how's that Nexus 7? It's yeah. awesome. I want to hear about this. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little while ago, right around Comic-Con, actually, uh, Google announced the Nexus 7, and I immediately pre-ordered it and got the 16-gig one. Uh, it came in the mail shortly thereafter. Google is a weird pre-order process. I will just out this right now for any product they put out. Basically, you pre-order their stuff, and they go, they check your bank account. They're like, hey, cool, he's got the money. And then they don't take it, and then they sit on your account for two weeks. And then I called, and I was like, hey, uh, when is this actually shipping? And they're like, oh, uh, soon, and we'll just charge you when it ships. And I'm like, that's mm. fine. But So you're just saying at some random point, just 300 bucks, just going to come out of my account for no reason whatsoever? <laughs> and they're right. like, they're like, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. And I'm like, there's no Don't way to tell me even a day or like a two-day range that I might be looking forward to this. And they're like, um, not really. We don't really know when it's going to go. And I'm like, so you have no idea. It was ridiculous. Anyways, I'll, I'll discontinue that weird variety good, that I was doing. It was a good dialogue that you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> so here yeah, it I'm is, at... guys. Ooh, I want to get it. Ooh. Nice. It's got like a... Uh, it looks name. like the outside of your apartment. It's got a, oh yeah, here's, here's what the street outside my apartment looks like, guys. <laughs> it's quite reflective. Uh, it's got a um, sort of, I don't know how you'd put it, it's, it's plastic, but it feels like leather, and it's dimpled, kind of like a okay. steering wheel would be on a car. Yeah. So it feels, it actually feels like leather, it's not at all, um, but, it, but it is pretty nice feeling. It's got... Uh, just one micro USB port, you know, the regular headphone mic jack, and then a, a speaker out on the back. It's got a volume rocker and a power button, and only a front-facing camera, no back-facing camera, which is fine for me. Uh, I don't really care because I don't take pictures with a tablet like a jackass, but some people may. People to take, you don't like to see people in public, like, just taking pictures? It's pretty like... much what it looks like, and I've seen <laughs> I'm it. I'm taking a picture <laughs> of something. Have, like, iPads, and they're like, hold on, everybody, and I'm like, this doesn't even, it looks ridiculous. Uh, but the camera on the front is for Google Plus Hangouts or Skype, if you'd like to do that kind of thing. Um, it is massively powerful. It's got the, I just pulled up the specs, and I will read them to you. It has the... Uh, why doesn't it have the processor on here? Oh, there it is. It's got a 1.3 gigahertz quad-core processor in it with a gig of RAM, and then it's got uh, it's got a 12-core GPU in it. Neat. Uh, so it it's pretty smooth running. <laughs> I haven't really hit any bumps yet at this point <laughs> with this tablet. Um, it's got a seven-inch screen. Uh, the if you've had the Kindle. Fire, which is probably the next biggest selling, or probably the biggest selling at this point still, um, Android-based tablet. The Kindle Fire is a little thicker. This one's a little thinner, a little lighter. Uh, the Kindle Fire is also a little more, a little shorter. They extended the top bevel probably for the camera on this, so this tablet actually sits a little taller, which was actually bad news for me because it meant the case that I had for my Kindle didn't fit my <laughs> Nexus and pretty much every case that's out there for any tablet, 7-inch tablet, will not fit the Nexus, Nexus well. You can kind of jam it in there, but it's not really meant for it to be because it's a little taller. I've only seen one case get put out for it yet, so I'm really hoping that Google and or Asus start putting out um, accessories for it. So please, mm-hmm. if they're listening, put so out. So what's the verdict? What do, you, what do you do with it? Do you watch video, listen so, to music? 
on my Kindle, the, the best thing I can do is compare it to the Kindle. Um, okay. On my Kindle, I read a lot, a lot, a lot on my Kindle Fire. Um, yeah. I watched some video on Amazon, and that was about it. I wanted games, but it seemed like they were slow to roll out to the market. I never really felt like there were really good, solid games out for the Nexus. I mean, for the Kindle Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this is a complete... 180. Uh, I first of all, you get all the Google apps. So I've got Docs, I've got Gmail, I've got all that stuff yeah. in my my in my Nexus now. Uh, I use all of those a lot. Um, I've got it's got a GPS, so the map actually works really well in it. But you have to have data because otherwise it won't know where you are unless you try to save oh, a map right. to it before you're off. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest revolution in it is is that Google Now. If you remember when we talked about it during Google the Google I/O conference, uh, they talked about this new product called Now. And uh, it's a, I don't know if I can show it to you guys when it loads up. It's, it's, uh, it's this little, can you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So basically what it does is it loads up these kind of information cards. So that first one is actually traffic. Can you hear me? Sorry. That first one is actually yeah. traffic and uh, directions for my usual paths, which would be work. But on Saturday, it probably actually doesn't show me work. It just shows me the train into Manhattan. Uh, the one below that is the Tampa Bay Rays score from last night. And then the one below that's the weather for today. Here's the crazy part, slash possibly creepy, depending on who you are. I didn't tell it to put any of that in there. It's based off of how I search on Google. It starts putting information uh, together for me oh, and wow. then puts it down on my Google Now tablet. And then it just waits for me. So whenever I load it up, it says like, hey, the Rays played last night. They won 12 to 5. Hey, there's Bucks information. It'll th- anything that I search for on a regular basis, it makes a little information card and starts loading it into my screen. I searched for um, tickets to uh, or a show here in town for a band. I looked it up and I came back to my tablet like an hour later and it had uh, ticket information and directions to the show in a little card info like right below it, it's like crazy how fast it aggregates the stuff and when it finds useful times and dates it puts them into your stream like for you right away so if you search for i have flight uh things going for some trips that i know we're taking it'll give me information on those when the flights drop it'll actually supposedly i haven't had this happen yet but it will actually load my flight information in if i buy something it'll know that hey this is the flight i purchased and load all the information and it's that's pretty awesome it sounds creepy it is absolutely awesome and the most useful use of my information that i've ever seen in my entire life like most people take your info and then they just sell it all off facebook and even google for that matter uh this is the first time that i've been like oh this is why you have all that info on me because you're actually going to give me back things that are useful to my life uh yeah it's cool and that's part of jelly bean um I mean, I don't know what to say other than this thing's pretty awesome. For 200 bucks, you can't really go wrong. It's, it's, it's smooth. It's fast. It plays game. I've loaded a um, ton of games on here, uh, you know, like the, the chintzy kind of social games like Tiny Tower and, and uh, not that it's chintzy, but it, like lightweight. It doesn't really, yeah. Yeah. it's not processor heavy. Uh, but then I also bought um, the Batman Dark Knight Rises fighting game, which is like a very heavy, like processor intensive mm-hmm. 3D yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. No, not even a blip of like issue on the tablet. I mean, it just like ran as if it was native to the Nexus Seven. So it seems like you know, depending on, I guess, what marketplace you exist in, that like if you're a Google person, like this is the tablet that you want, and it's a good tablet. Yeah, it is. Uh, if you are tied to Amazon, 
If you really yeah. love Amazon and you use Amazon's video a lot, mm-hmm. uh, I would say get the Kindle. Um, if you don't use Amazon's video a lot and all you really do is read with Amazon, mm-hmm. I would say get the Nexus because you can still get the Kindle app on here. What you lose is the free reading. You no longer get the Kindle lo- loaner's library thing because uh, sure. that's based on Kindle devices. Um, so you lose, like, you don't get the Amazon Prime, all that. So if you're really tied to Amazon, then the Kindle's probably still the way to go. But you have to be really tied to Amazon for me to say that that's, that's worth it. You know, for 200 bucks, it's going to get really interesting because the Surface came out. There's a rumor about the Surface that it's going to be $200, by the way, everybody. Oh, I have to so have that. So if that happens, <laughs> hey, that happens it, I actually would say puts Apple on the spot because you would have two really strong Google devices, which is the Kindle Fire, one based on Amazon, and then the Nexus, which is absolutely the number one tablet, I would say, for Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you would have the Surface, which is Windows' number one tablet for 200 bucks. And that leaves the lowly iPad at $500 for the base price. Um, that really, there's, there's rumors about a 7-inch iPad coming out, and maybe they're going to try and enter this 200 to $250 market. But we'll see. I think it's awesome. This is, this is really good competition from a lot of different places, and, and I think it's doing nothing but making these devices way better and way faster and way smaller and, you know, more, like, smaller, like, thin and light. I also mm-hmm. read with this on the train. This is, this is considerably lighter than the Fire, I will say, because uh, the Fire... If you read for a really long time, like standing, and you're just holding it, it kind of weighs on your wrist a little bit. And mm-hmm. this one, I don't. It, it's like nothing. Like I could just sit there and hold it, and it's it's really easy. So well, awesome. That's awesome. There is one negative I will say, and I don't know if it's because I have greasy Portuguese fingers or what, but <laughs> <laughs> I if I'm playing a game a lot, I consistently have to pause it and wipe the screen off because, and this is a hardware thing more than it is the jelly bean or anything like that. Because it starts to lose traction on my fingers, which is really oh, weird, weird really disconcerting. I don't know why, because every other device I've ever had has never had that problem, you know? And I actually asked a friend who bought the Nexus 2, I said, are you getting weird, like, it's losing your finger tracking after a while? And he said, yeah. So I think it's hmm. a screen thing with Asus's device. I think they just didn't put the right coding on it, or whatever it might be. Can't um, you get the film? Doesn't yeah. have to fit it. Yeah, and I'm going to get that to to hopefully solve that problem because right now it is kind of obnoxious on occasion. It's not constant, but it's it's you know, when you're in the middle of a game, the last thing you want to do is have to like hit pause, wipe the screen off, turn it back on and then get going again. So Yeah. But it is a win. So for 200, I actually would maybe recommend stepping up to the 16 gig just for the extra space. There is no SD card, so you can't expand it. Um for 250 bucks, I would I can't not yeah, I mean, it's just awesome. It's a really great device. So I've been in love. I use it every day. I use it constantly. So Cool. Well, I'm glad it's it's awesome. I hate getting a new piece of hardware and then having it just collect dust. So it's always yeah. good when they actually function like they're supposed to. But check it out. The Nexus, very good. Buy it. $250. Totally worth it. Unless you want a Windows tablet. But why not get both? Things are <laughs> no, why not? I know. I'm definitely getting the Surface. That's it's gonna no brainer. rain in here. <laughs> uh so orcs must die too you guys yes oh man so i think scott are you as in love with robot as i am i think so i mean like these i've played two of their games now and they are both solid i did not get to play orcs must die the original mm-hmm. but but this game is is good times really it really good times. is so orcs must die 2 is out right now exclusively for steam and it's a uh, fourteen ninety nine, and um, it's sort of a unique 
game. So let's kind of spell it out for people that have uh, maybe never experienced Orcs Must Die at all and kind of explain the formula of how it all works. Well, I mean, I guess I would say that it's sort of like a tower defense game, but it's a third person um, sort of like combat action tower defense game in the sense that you can lay down traps and create these like sort of trap contraptions and combos, but then you can also uh carry weapons and just fight people straight up or do a little bit of both yeah and, so uh, you can each... create these crazy elaborate rube goldberg like yes. i'm gonna have a push uh, push pad that pushes a guy into a spike wall and then throws him into the sky and then uh an acid squirter will squirt him and then he'll land in a pit of lava and you can just set all these crazy traps up How and fun. then run around oh it's amazing and it you can run around pure and... mayhem pure it mayhem is. it is and I think probably the biggest addition um, was co-op, and that was the yeah. one thing that everyone wanted from Orcs Must Die 1, which I played for 360, and unfortunately, Orcs Must Die 2 is exclusively um, for PC yep. right now. Um, so let's explain kind of how the co-op works in Orcs Must Die 2 and maybe how the different characters operate. Yeah, I mean, there's... Okay, so you can play through all of the levels in the game uh, single player, but why would you do that? Because you can play them all as co-op as well, so... Um, pretty much the way all the levels work is that you have uh, this sort of like part of a castle or a mine or some kind of area that you need to defend. Um, there's uh, these portals that you're trying to keep the enemies out of. And so pretty much you have the area between from where they spawn to the portal that they escape through. And uh, you just need to kill everybody before before they get there. And uh, in co-op, um, there's a, what is it, a war mage, and what is the other class, Ash? She's a sorceress, yeah. Yep. So I, I didn't play as a sorceress, actually, so tell me, like, tell me, like, how she works. Well, she's, okay, so the war mage is your, your um, he was the protagonist from the first game, and mm-hmm. he was, like, uh, his story is, there are these war mages, and their jobs are to protect the portals, and he's supposed to be the last war mage. Well, it turns out that the sorceress um, is a failed war mage, sort of like this, uh, she was cast out, and she's a little bit squishier than he is. Her abilities are um, – she gets different traps than he does. Uh, one of her main abilities is to be able to mind control enemies. So she has a lot more of like trickery. He's sort of like the Thor, and she's sort of like the Loki. Like she can do kind of like the <laughs> sneaky stuff, and he's sort of like the frontline brawler, and she's like sort of more of the hangback and, and manipulate the situation kind of character. But um, you know, the two work – amazingly well together like you can do all sorts of things like she can shape shift into different monsters and um you know in terms of co-op it's a it's a really well polished brilliant experience and um you know for 15 dollars, it it has enough firepower behind it to definitely be worth about you know 60 bucks but you can get it for 15 so i think that's really commendable we didn't we also didn't mention that um you can only take a a certain set of items into battle with you so um in single player mode you can take like 10 things with you and then in co-op mode each player gets to take five items and that this is kind of where the fun of the game comes in because there's i don't know I, i would say there's probably like 50 different items that are in the game that i can see um there are traditional weapons there are the traps that you place in the environment there are these like trinkets that give you buffs and special abilities um what else am i missing oh and there's your, like your weapons your, hey, did you mention weapons already yeah there's weapons and then like even like within the trap department there are sort of like companions that you can deploy into the battlefield as well so there's like yeah. 
there's just an incredible amount of customization that you can do on your character. And when you work with a teammate, kind of like makes some very interesting situations depending on like what everybody brings into battle with you. So um, that's sort of like the highlight of the co-op mode is that it really forces you to work together with your with your teammate to coordinate ahead of time. Like, okay, I'm going to bring these traps. And then if you bring these like springboards and stuff, we'll be able to like push guys into pits and just kind of creates like a lot of mayhem and fun. How was the uh, in-game communication? Oh, that was really good. Yeah. It actually, it has built in voice comms, so you don't have to use Skype. We thought we didn't know if it had built in voice comms or not. And so we started off by loading up Skype and it turns out it does have its own uh, voice communication. So if, as long as you have, you know, a headset, you're, you're good to go. And uh, it worked very well. It was really clear. And starting a match and finding a match that was like, you know, it took seconds. So it it definitely adheres to like the more Xbox Live formula of, you know, playing with your friends um, as opposed to the old old school PC days where it was like pulling teeth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's like kind of like a Steam overlay that helps you like that facilitates like inviting people to your games. Mm -hmm. And then that's also sort of I guess that back end is what sort of um, facilitates the in-game chat as well. And then if you don't have a microphone, you can um, you can just do text chat as normal, and that seemed to work pretty well too. I played around with our friend Adam, and uh, we just did everything over text, and it, it worked just fine. So I mean, there's like there's kind of enough time in between rounds, and even like within a round, just to sh- send out a short burst and say like go over here, go over there, you know, put this trap down, and watch the door, or whatever. So. Um, it was all super smooth and worked worked really Great. really well. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different items to unlock. There's a lot of different. You can unlock different costumes for your avatars, and um, you know, really robust, rich experience. So I think Robot really knocked one out of the park. I'm kind of sad that they didn't. Um, that it's not going to come to live, maybe ever. But uh, from what we understand, they didn't have that great of an experience. Um, if I had to say one negative thing about the game, it would just be that. Hopefully, Orcs Must Die Three will have four-player co-op. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, and yeah. the levels will be that much bigger because, like, um, you know, with two people, it's crazy. With four people, I'm sure it'd be like, you know, just pure craziness. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I hope this continues, and I hope there's more content for this game, and, and hopefully, Orcs Must Die Three. Well, just awesome. uh, just to wrap things up, they did start a weekly challenge that's similar to in. In essence, oh. uh, what Mass Effect is doing. So if you log in right now, um, there's weekly challenges where you can, you know, win stuff. But what they do is they give you a preset kit, and you have to meet certain goals. And um, that's going to, you know, come every couple of weeks um, for Orcs Must Die. So they are, you know, basically trying to establish a community in that way awesome. by, you know, keeping the game fresh, which is awesome. Yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. So all that positive review for Orcs Must Die. Um, I'm going to have to balance this out by talking about Risen 2. Oh, no. You were excited Uh-oh. for this game. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I can't even. I can't There's even, pirates, like, right? Uh, yeah, that's great. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, just just mechanically. I mean, just your first conversation with uh, the commandant or commandant or whatever. Um, Sorry, that's my American showing. The commandant. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) So, yeah. So, you have a conversation. Obviously, it's an RPG, so you have a dialogue tree. But it's kind of more of the one, two, three, four kind of list option. Um, Anyway, so you, the guy says something to you, and you respond screen goes black it loads you come back you say what you have to say 
goes black. He responds, goes oh, black. You pick like... again. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be a long game. And then just, just the fighting mechanics and the, and the graphics. I mean, maybe I'm not giving it a, a big enough shot. I mean, I played it for probably about 20 minutes and was like, wow, I really wasted 60, do- 60 bucks, so you know. It's kind of but... a preview, maybe. Maybe it'll bounce back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some there's some things there that you just... I'm hoping it gets better, but yeah, um, I actually moved on to different games um, since oh, then. Oh man! Oh wow! Yeah. It's brutal. Sounds like nothing. Then you really already you gave it up. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard. Bad. Sometimes you hit a game and you're like, "Holy f!" Like I've tried to play Deadly Premonition so many times, and I can't. <laughs> everyone's like, "Everyone's like this game. You just it's the worst gameplay ever." But eventually, it gets you just get so into it, and it's like being raked over hot coals. I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Well, since we're since we're sharing stories, I will also admit that this week I rented um, Sleeping Dogs from the old Redbox machine. Oh yeah. And I, I could I couldn't <laughs> even get through the tutorial. I was, really? I was, I was totally bored. Wow. And like, and I think the problem is, and I was going to ask Hillary the same question. The problem is, is that it's like the combat system is fun because it boasts like a, you know, like a, a melee combat system. But when you have other games out there that are so ridiculous, like. Um, Saints Row, Saints it's, Row. <laughs> you know, it's that's a hard that's a hard bar to pass. And I was going to ask Hillary, like, right. you know, is it a problem of the game like not being that great, or is it also a problem of there being other games like Dragon Age and The Witcher? Uh, and, I thought you were going to name like, pirate games or those oh, other pirate <laughs> or Sid, Sid Meier's Pirates or Lego <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, yeah, blood sales. Yeah, it, it probably it probably didn't help that I was rolling off of um, Dragon's Dogma, and I'm really. Uh, yeah, the entire yeah. time as as I'm trying to start The Witcher in the back of my mind, I'm going, you know, I really should play Dawn Guard because I'm such a Skyrim fan. And so then I have Skyrim in my head being awesome. And then this, whatever this is, being a piece of crap. So I'm just like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I switched to Skyrim. You know, what's, <laughs> you know, there was something that I will say about this, and you can tell me if you agree, is that I think sometimes you need to play a bad game to help you appreciate the the good games better. I that agree. is a really sure. good point. You know, because yeah, I think sometimes we, I, I know that from time to time I will get nitpicky with like games like The Witcher or even Mass Effect. And then I play something that's just like boring and not engaging. And I'm like, oh, these games are really great. I'm sorry that I ever, <laughs> sorry that I ever complained about this, you know. Like sometimes yeah, you play Star Wars Connect to figure out why you like Fruit, fruit Ninja Connect. Fruit, fruit Ninja? Yeah. <laughs> from, a, from a bad game to a good one, right? Yeah, so um, Darksiders 2 came out this week from uh, THQ and, of course, Vigil, and uh, I am absolutely... Does that say Vajazzle? It might might say Vajazzle in the show notes. That that might be a typo. I think it's a typo. (laughs) That's a a throwback to an old episode, by the way. (laughs) Hey, Matt. Matt. Yeah. Matt, will will you Google Vajazzle so that when you turn on your Google Now next week, you'll see... (laughs) It'll be like... It'll be Are like dazzling right now. No, there was. There was <laughs> what a truck. Are you, doing? you didn't hear that truck? Good lord! He's no, like, no, we just no. drove through my living room. Uh, uh, yes, sorry to ruin the joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we almost had an intro for the podcast, and then you ruined it. The truck drove through the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jostle. Uh, so anyway. Darksiders 2 came out this week, uh, published by THQ, developed by Vigil Entertainment. Uh, of course, the sequel to sort of a sleeper hit, which was the original Darksiders. Um, the original Darksiders actually, um, I don't know if people know this, it didn't sell all that well. And it was one of those games that was, it came out at the same time as like a dozen other 
uh, great games. And so it was uh, kind of, again, pushed mainly by word of mouth and sort of became this cult classic. Um, the reason why it was so good, it, the first one was so good is for the same reason why the second one's so good. It blends a lot of different game types together. So you have one in particular uh, that I can think of. Yeah, so a lot of people um, liken it to Zelda or Metroid. There's a lot of um, you get a lot of magic items that will help you progress to the next area. Um, but you know, I think the similarity to Zelda really dies with that. I mean, there's you know, there's not a lot of Zelda-like stuff in Darksiders. It's all about demons, and it's a very dark game. Um, so in the Darksiders series, the first game you play as War, and the second game you play as Death. So it's all about the Four Horsemen. And it's all about this grand battle between good and evil. And what has happened in the first game is mankind has um, been destroyed. Earth has been destroyed. There's been a battle between heaven and hell. Earth is kind of caught in the middle. Um, war is blamed for the, – the horseman war is blamed for the, the destruction of Earth when in reality he has nothing to do with it. So in the first game, uh, as war, you're trying to figure out you know, how everything really fell apart. And I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, turns out war had nothing to do with it. The second game, war is missing. You don't know where war is. And so you're his brother, you're death, and you're on this grand adventure to clear war's name. What is it good for? Yeah, exactly. What is it? <laughs> unravel the rest of the plot. But, um, you know, how many of you guys have played the original Darksiders? Did anyone here? It's, on my, yeah, it's yeah. on my list. It's on my summer on game list. list. Scott, you played play it, it, right? Your yes, summer sir. game pile. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was in my last year's summer game pile. Um, you know, I love the story. Uh, you know, the entire design of it, the the art is done by Joe Mad, who um, did Battle Chasers. Uh, was an old uh, Image comic back in the day that I was absolutely a huge fan of, and he used to be one of my favorite artists on the X Men. So, you know, Joe Mad's art is just all, I mean, he did everything in this. So it's beautiful to look at. It looks like one of his comic book pages coming to life. Um, the gameplay is great. It's uh, kind of hack and slash, I'd say, similar to like a Devil May Cry or a Bayonetta, a uh, really robust combo system. You unlock more as you go. Um, you know, they, they did change up the loot a bit in this. Uh, there's a lot of loot this time around, mm. and they use the World of Warcraft loot system. So there's, like, commons, there's greens, mm. there's blues, there's purples, and then there's epics. Um, they even did a weapon upgrade system this time around, so you can find something oh, called cool. a cursed weapon. And cursed weapons, you can feed them other items and boost their power. So, like, let's say you find cursed gauntlets, you can start feeding it <clears throat> all your old weapons, and then eventually those cursed gauntlets will um, you know, develop new properties and become more and more powerful. So if there's an item you really like, you can just keep feeding it items throughout the entire duration of the game. And it will become cool. more and more powerful and more and more awesome. Um, you know, For me, you guys are going to be kind of surprised because this game is filled with puzzles. Um, and as you guys know, I am not like a puzzly kind puzzles. of guy. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a puzzly guy and I'm not a platformy guy, <laughs> but I think the presentation is done so well in this game that I can forgive this game being filled with platform stuff and filled with puzzle stuff. So um, how it generally goes is you'll go through, you go into a dungeon, you'll, comp- you'll complete a series of um, pretty difficult puzzles, go through some fights, and um, you know, go on to the next area and eventually unlock more and more stuff. So it is an absolute blast. I'm only about, I want to say, geez, eight to ten hours in at this point, uh, and I'm loving it. I think 
the voice acting's great. The characters are great. I'm like dying to find out what happens next in the plot. Um, you know, you don't start <laughs> weak in this game. You start off powerful, which I think is a, a great way. I hate, I always hate the first two hours of a game, a new game, because you start off and you're like pathetic. So it's the hardest part of, yeah. of those it, kinds of games. Yeah. It yeah. is. I hate it. I hate starting, especially <laughs> new like RPGs. But this is um, really well done because you actually start off as kind of a badass, which is, I think, very important. Um, you know, if you're a fan of this series, you're a fan of uh, really uh, fun, innovative gameplay. Um, I would definitely go for Darksiders too. Cannot recommend it enough. Awesome. Uh, I'm not going to do a full review on the Humble Bundle for Android. I'm just going to okay. mention really quickly that it is up right now. And if you have one of those shiny Nexus 7s that I was talking about, you 100% need to go buy it because it gives you five games and three of which are completely stellar. One's called Spirits, uh, which is like a Lemmings game. One's called Field Runners, which is a tower defense game. And one's called Bit Trip Beat, which is like a weird psychedelic version of pong and they're all really fun so just go check it out it's on humble bundle it's for a really great cause that all the money go or not all of it but you choose how much goes to child's play and uh it's a good thing so go check out the humble bundle this week i think it's up for like 11 more days which means it'll be up for about eight more once the podcast goes out and yep. uh, get some money to a good cause that's all awesome. cool and so our good. final review yes i uh went and saw the born legacy as did ash this past week yeah. And I have to say that I got into a Twitter conversation with Dan Harmon about it. Whoa. Nice. What? Oh, welcome. I'm that funny. <sighs> no, I didn't get it. It wasn't a conversation. <laughs> he, uh, he tweeted a joke, and he said the Bourne redundancy. And it was a joke that I had tweeted the Sunday that I saw the movie. And I tweeted back at him, and I was like, hey, you totally stole that joke from me. I tweeted it Sunday. You, you, what did I say? I said, uh, you clearly just wanted to get all that sweet Twitter cash. <laughs> and, then, and then he responded it was like great minds dot 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 and then uh, uh then he was doing like more jokes and then i tweeted another joke and then he retweeted that one and it was you know we're buds nice. now i think i think seriously oh, cool. probably dan harman yes, yes. call me and have yeah. me on his next project nice. so yeah let's have him on the podcast yeah, i mean there you go ask him sure he'll <laughs> start working the mojo sure he'll do it be like we used to we used to love that show that you used to be in charge of god yeah he's supposed to <laughs> work on the rest of development anyways nice. uh Born Legacy, new fourth Born movie. Go ahead. I think you and I have very different opinions about this, Matt. We'll see. Uh, Okay. So this one is starring um, Rachel Weisz and Jeremy Renner. Uh, Jeremy Renner is the sort of new super spy here. Matt Damon is not in the movie at all. Uh, It also has a litany of other massive names that are in the movie um, that all play different uh, government agency people. Um, But it follows the story of Jeremy Renner uh, kind of uh, looking to stay a super spy, I guess would be the best way to put that. And it follows Rachel Weiss, who is a doctor who created this sort of super spy ability. And she, (laughs) she, uh, is this? I mean, is there a book for this movie? Like there no, were for the other ones. There's no book okay. for any of the movies. I don't know. If oh, there, I thought I thought there was a a book series for for Bourne. It is based around the Bourne book yeah. series. From uh, what I understand, I the books take take place around uh, time of Vietnam. Yeah. and in 1970s as well. Yeah, the books uh, don't like. From what I have heard, I've heard rumor that the director and the writer has never actually read one of the Bourne books. He just heard what it was about and wrote a movie. <laughs> so, okay. so uh, but it, it has nothing to do with, with any of the books other than the name born. Um, yeah. So uh, the movie kind of takes place in two or three different 
acts almost entirely. You've got this beginning where Jeremy Renner is out in the middle of Alaska somewhere, and then it follows him back into the country, and then it kind of all explodes from there. Um, I actually want to hear yours first, Ash, because I think you already think what mine is, but let's see what you think. Um, well, did you like I, the first three Bourne movies? Did you enjoy those? Okay, I, I did. I enjoyed okay. all three of the first Bourne movies, but for some reason I found myself enjoying this one a lot more than the other Bourne movies. Oh. I don't know if it's because um, I, I, I do like Matt Damon. I think he's a great actor, but I, I really felt like Jeremy Renner was um, – he, he was I, I liked his character a lot. I felt like I understood a little bit more about the complexities of of the different programs and and kind of what really was going on in this universe this time more than I did in the past. Like last time, um, I felt like it wasn't really clarified, like who was good, who was bad. You know, you know, it, it's like all about these super secret black ops. You know, you yeah. never really know what the hell's going on or who, you know. Or what everyone's motivation was. This time I felt like I got it. And I don't know if it's because I had seen the other films and now this was just kind of like icing on the cake. I don't really know. Maybe. But I, <laughs> I maybe. But I also kind of felt like um I understood his character more than I understood Jason Bourne. Maybe it's because Jason Bourne I, I fucking hate amnesia in movies. Yeah. It's yeah. like I cannot stand it. It's just like the I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck you. <laughs> like figure it out. Wow. No, <laughs> don't like, don't play the Witcher. Oh, oh really? Yeah, uh, right. Are you kidding me? All right. Sorry. So amnesia, wow, wow. I hate amnesia. But um <laughs> there is no amnesia in this film, which is great. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I like Ed Norton. I think he's a great bad guy. Yeah. Uh, I um, agree in parts. I think Jeremy Renner and Rachel Weisz were awesome. Uh, Jeremy Renner is like slowly winning me over in every movie that I see him in. I think he's he's a actually pretty great actor. Uh, yeah, he is. And uh, I I enjoyed them as kind of the centerpiece of the movie. I thought plot wise, <laughs> like. I mean, really, like, and this is not spoiler. Really, what is going on is the dude wants drugs, and he's the whole movie is about him getting those drugs. Yes, like that it's is true. Seriously, that is the the entire basis as to what is happening the in the movie is he wants chems, and he's going to do whatever he can to get those chems. Yes, but there's a there's a good reason, and this isn't a spoiler. But before he was on the program to right. become this like super secret agent, he was like borderline like mentally handicapped. Yeah. yeah. So the program makes him intelligent and he's terrified that if he doesn't get these chemicals, then he is going to, you know, his intelligence is going to revert to back how it, and it would. He would yeah. go back to being mentally handicapped. So that's his motivation. But Matt's totally right. The movie just fucking ends. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, <laughs> you know, most movies have a beginning, middle and an end. This movie's like beginning, middle and see you in part two. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Oh, wow. it's a really uh, – the whole ending sequence, while is a pretty great action sequence, is a really abrupt piece in the movie. It just kind of happens all of a sudden, and then it just kind of ends, and you're just like, what? <laughs> like, it, it just it, – like, it, there was no lead-up to it, really. Like, literally, it just they, – they, they kind of go like, all right, do this, and then it happens, and then it's over. And you're like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, that's that's the All end right. of this movie. That's fine. Um Scott, to your point cuz you you brought up the Bond series and this is definitely, yeah. you know, the whole Bourne series is is a wink and nod to the Bond movies. Sure. Um I this does not feel it does feel 
like a much bigger world. Like Ash was saying, you, you get the sense yeah. of all these different black ops programs and all these like crazy super spies and all this like stuff going on that you didn't get the sense in the first three. But this does not, to me, play out as much of a thriller spy movie as uh, maybe the first Bourne movie. I don't know about the oh, second cool. two, but all right, it's a little bit more so, like it's less cat and mouse and more. You know, there's a he's got a driving goal and he's going to do whatever he can to get to that driving goal. So um, maybe carving out a space for itself as opposed to carving into the yeah, Bond. Yeah, franchise. Um, it's the fight scenes are not as clear in this one. I felt I don't know about you, Ash, but they felt very frenetic and kind of quick cut as opposed to the first ones. Unless my brain's filling in gaps like I can remember seeing Matt Damon fight with a magazine and like take three guys out, you know pretty clearly yeah. and this one felt very there were there were awesome moments in the fights but they were very like mm-hmm. it's very frenetic like it's very like it's hard to see what what's actually happening in the in those action scenes as much um cool but yeah i mean it's good i don't think it's great i think it's good i called it so, i think what my tagline was this is the best extras disc ever created for a born series uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> i think that's a that's a we should just leave it at that because that's yeah. yeah so uh yeah Check it out if you'd like. If you're a big Born fan, I think it it fills in some awesome <laughs> gaps. So that was good. It was good. Yeah, you guys will like it. All right. So we well, will let's be take back. a quick break and talk about karaoke music. Sweet. All right. No, I've got to save you. A symbol of hope, source of inspiration. Adversary, feel intimidation. My presence welcome in any confrontation. Due to the force, with pitch perfect concentration. Fight for justice, align to the Republic. Attuned to the order, understanding what of it. Body in a piece, I put nothing above it. Want itself a weapon, resurrected, run from it. Jedi Knight, mind, body, soul, like father, like son. Ignite a light that guides for generations to come. Ignite a light that guides for generations to come. Ignite a light that guides for generations to come. All right, it's question of the week time on the podcast. This week's question was, it's karaoke night at the Purgatory Bar. Ladies, drink free. What song are you singing? That All right, do this it. one comes from our good buddy. Hail to the V. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to the v. No, our good buddy, Derek Baker. And he says, deadly sinners by three inches of blood because I can totally hit the high notes. I am going to hold him to that. Um, yeah. Three inches of blood is amazing. <laughs> I would pay to see someone sing three inches of blood at karaoke because it would be the most terrifying thing ever. I specifically would pay Derek to do three inches of blood in karaoke. Yes. By the way, uh, Derek just got engaged, and so maybe we'll make him do this at his wedding. So congratulations, Derek, on uh, on losing Yay. your life. Derek, the achievement unlocked. Lives ruin lives. Lives rich lives, actually. In rich lives. <laughs> lives and rich lives. Hey, oh, all right. Awesome. Represent. Uh, Hail to the V. <laughs> Hail to the V. There, you, there you go. So uh, next. All up, right. So oh, you want to go? Oh yes, I do. Then Thank you. Please, you first. Thank you. So Justin Banks at Midtown Five Eighty Three says, "I guess I'd rap this song rather than sing it, but my choice is Wish I Had a Portal Gun." So nice. I don't know that one. Do you guys know that one? I'm quickly becoming familiar with these songs <laughs> as we do them. Yes. So we'll have to look it up. It's on the list. I have a rendition of that. So uh, next up, oh, Eric E. Chap Thirty Three. What's that, Scott? This song is dirty. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, not like not dirty, but like dirty. Like dirty south. Oh. Like the beats are dirty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We got it. Yeah. 
I'll take it. Oh, man. Eric Echap33 says, uh, Queen Flash's theme, and since it's Purgatory, I would make it the Shepherd remix. Shepherd, save every one of us. I don't know that song, so I just fake sang it. Is that I good? Know. I don't know. The- it's like, it's like peanut butter oh, and jelly. Get Flash's belly. theme. What's Flash's theme? Flash. Oh. Savior of the universe. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. I do. You never I, heard that? Okay. No. Man, I was totally into that as a little kid. Is it Flash? Around in my underpants. DC Flash? Flash? Flash Gordon. No, Flash, oh, Flash Gordon. Gordon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Queen's Flash Gordon song, yeah. Scott, why don't you read this next one? But it's by Queen? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Nice. That's awesome. Okay, uh, let's see. Jennifer R. Jenny the Pirate says... You say Jennifer R. Jennifer R. Uh... <laughs> She's Jenny the Pirate. That made total sense. Jenny the Pirate. Yeah. No, I'm totally on board with that. Ash. <laughs> Such a judgmental <laughs> jerk. Um, so she says, <laughs> followed by my Rykal Field version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, I think this was in response to something that somebody else said. Well, then we organized this well. Yeah. Yeah, that's yes. okay. She will do anyway, Rykal Field version. Yes. There you go. It's awesome. Total, Total eclipse of the heart. Of the somebody should answer this question at this point. I think this is a good time to do that. Oh, I I am um, very okay. So it started off as a bad joke, but um, a long time ago there was an, an episode of Angel where Angel sings uh, Barry Manilow's Mandy, and he does a really really terrible version. So I was like, you know what? Whenever I sing karaoke, I'm always going to sing that song, sort of in honor. Of Are you Justin. serious? And so every time I do karaoke, I do Mandy by Barry Manilow. Why have I never done karaoke do with you? I know. And I've, do it. Do it. Uh, how have we I never done music. karaoke? Do it. Acapella. I'm, oh, my life. Broken down as cold as ice. <laughs> Shadows of a man. A face through a window. Crying in the night. The night turns in to morning just another day. That's all I'm going. That's wow. You really committed <laughs> to that. Yeah, I get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry good about that. Good. Uh, so who's up? Good job. Scott. Uh, the next. Oh, go ahead. go ahead, please. Hillary. Someone. Sure, I will go. Eight bit. <laughs> bit gamer bar said, "Oh, they're the guys who have the drink." Yes, yes. Brandon says, um, "Would have galactic. Would have a galactic readiness, which is our drink, and own. I will survive." Awesome. Oh, so it's like a, that is the best answer ever. It's themed. Yes. To it to is. the setting of the of the the purgatory bar, I I would assume. Doesn't a does cake that cover that song bar? too? Isn't there a cake cover? Yeah, that? yeah. Would you do the cake version? I wonder if they would do the cake version or the Gloria Gaynor version. Yeah, I don't know. I think you'd have I'm to. Do with... oh, I'd go with cake. I'd go with sing cake talk for the sure. whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, good buddy Nate Hales from Press to Reset says, uh, "Raining Blood" by the Immortal Slayer, and I want to see this. I'm mad that I, I won't too. get packs because you guys should go do karaoke. And force him to do raining. Yeah. That would be incredible. I mean, I guess at this point, karaoke is totally possible. My wife just we... yelled out raining men. <laughs> <laughs> now she's singing it. Great. Wow. <laughs> Who doesn't nice. love karaoke? Brings everybody together. All right, anyways, moving on. Who's up? Um, I'll, I'll read Bethany's. Um, Hemiart says, a call fueled an impassioned version of Frank Sinatra's My Way. I awesome. think I would like to see that, too. I love that song. I think this just verifies that the uh, karaoke we said we were going to do actually has to happen with all of these people. For yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Reset Transmissions, <laughs> Melissa K., and, uh, who's at the Quad Skater on Twitter. She says, obviously, Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas with awesome. Nate Hales as backup. Awesome. Obviously. Obviously. I would love to see that as well. 
We should have known. Yeah. I think one of my favorite I think we've of all time. We've been challenged by them to just about everything else to do at PAX, so it seems like we'll just add karaoke to the list <laughs> on this uh, challenge list. It'll be it'll be good times. I'm going to say mine, uh, and it's a recently discovered one because uh, when I left Marvel, we did a karaoke party. I may have imbibed a little, and then we. <laughs> if you know me well enough, you know I have an unhealthy obsession with Jay Z and Kanye West, and yeah. they all wanted me to do the song of title ninjas in Paris. Is that what the good version of the title is? But it wasn't available. And, uh, I did Jay Z's dirt off your shoulder and I, Oh yeah. I pretty much rocked that shit. So uh, wow. I'm going to do, do it. I'm going to do, do it. it. I can't do it without that requires beats. It's good. You don't want to hear me freestyle rap that song. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. No, no, you don't. But uh, you'll never sing for me, Matt. I want to hear peanut butter and jelly get in my belly. There is, I sang that first of all, last podcast, and there's plenty of me singing available online. If you need to hear it, look, at you that. guys just uh, need to, you need to hang out. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, SJB's mama, also known as KB or Clarissa. She, by the way, is one of the first people to ever pass platinum, on Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Yeah. So congratulations to her. But her response was, depends on how drunk I'm getting on the free drinks. And that's very, very good. Conditional answer. Love it. <laughs> but we still don't know what she would sing. It depends. It depends. She doesn't want to commit. I want to know what the levels are. <laughs> like if it's like level mm-hmm. one of drunkenness as you do like, you know, you do one of the classics. And then uh, as you progress into a higher state of drunkenness, you do... I don't know, waiting for a star to fall or something. Oh my god, that's and it a, just that's gets a good like one. totally out of control. <laughs> I'm thinking that she's gonna sing We Are the Champions because she was one of the first in the world to beat okay. platinum. We just yeah. assigned you a song. I hope that's there okay. You go. <laughs> it's a good song. And here's too. the free drink. Go for yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> Scott, why don't you take this one? Patrick Weeks uh says Gilbert and Sullivan. Failing that, love theme from Fleet and Flotilla. Man. Does anybody know what Gilbert and Sullivan is? Because I just Googled it. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Morden sings. Yeah, if you oh, uh, remember last week yes. too, where Morden yeah. is singing, oh, yes. that is probably yes. one of the highlights of the entire game is when Morden really does that, is. which I believe is something that Mr. Weeks actually wrote. So that's pretty Fantastic. awesome. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Hillary, why don't you take the next one? Okay, so Mike Laidlaw um, says, XPEL 10's posthumous tribute to their Elcor drummer, simply entitled Morinth. So if you're a fan <laughs> of the game, <laughs> you know who XPEL 10 is. But mm-hmm. yes, I love it. That, okay, so for those that don't remember, uh, when you're doing the recruitment mission for, uh, or the loyalty mission for Samara in Mass Effect 2, and um, remember you have to, you have to kind of infiltrate the bar. Do you guys remember that part? You have to infiltrate the bar and like get get more into believe you are who you say you are and like her favorite band is xpel 10 xpel 10 <laughs> so that was like a very yes. very awesome answer especially oh, if you're a fan. i love it amazing and, and whenever you throw in an elcor yeah you know you were yeah hillary i don't think you've answered yet ah uh, yes so <laughs> um <laughs> if i was having a ladies night Drinks free karaoke night. I would probably bust out some Atlantis Morissette because really? that's badass, and because female Commander Shepard is so freaking amazing and awesome, I can definitely see me and Shepard bonding over some Atlantis Morissette. Wow! <laughs> yeah, 
Can you can you maybe perhaps break it down for us? And like, I'm afraid and I'm going to paint it, paint it, soft and wide, <laughs> but you know it. That's exactly what I sound like. Thank you. Perfect. Yes, but yeah, that, that is Hey, it's an awesome song. I didn't say that. I think Ash just really sang it. I think he I yeah, clearly it, agrees. Like, totally, like stole my thunder. Thanks. I mean, it's a solid, solid karaoke staple. I don't think you can go wrong with Alanis Morissette. Yeah, you karaoke. ought to know. Mm-hmm. You ought to know for sure. Scott, you want to take this one? Yeah. Um, name. I'm just gonna say that because I like the name. <laughs> name. Um, name says Major Tom coming home by Peter Schilling, which I support one thousand percent because that song is amazing. I used okay, to hate first when of all, Rock Band, by the way, because it was like 17 minutes long or something like that on Rock Band, and it made you have hand cramps. That This song is in Rock Band? That's yeah, the I think David so. Bowie version, yeah. isn't it? Oh, was uh, it? Because there's like, the, this song in German is like incredible. There's a music video for it. Here, I'm going to share it with you guys right now. <laughs> well, in, anyway, sure. his, his, his Twitter handle is El Panda Jerk. That's the best uh, Twitter handle El Panda ever. Jerk. El Panda Jerk. Yes. I like name. <laughs> so while Scott's getting that, oh, you shared it already. Jeez, it's fast. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, I know this. Yeah. Anna, Anna Schumann from Press to Reset answered on our website, which you can also do when we post the question. You can go put it in the comments. And uh, you guys have all listened to this, but I haven't listened to it yet. It's called The Bacon and Pancake Song, to which she says, because it's so cute. It's also, so cute. there's more though. This is what's amazing. Also, <laughs> bacon is gross. Good impression. But this Scott. song makes up that fact. Also, be forewarned, I am the worst singer ever. Your glasses of alcohol will be shattered. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I, I am looking definitely forward looking forward to that. I will hold you to karaoke if if the occasion arises. You guys gonna have a competition? It'll be the fourth challenge in our competition. Karaoke. Yeah. Scott, what about you? I would pay to see Scott sing. That's just something I can't fathom. It's awesome. It's just I, we've never done it. I can't believe this has never happened. I know. Uh, I know. Sing. Uh, I was trying to think of what might be appropriate for the Purgatory Bar, so I, I came up with two answers. I think if I'm trying to romance somebody, right? Bromance. And I'm, yeah, like because this is uh, this is Mass Effect, right? So I'm romancing somebody. Uh, I think I'm going to do "If It Isn't Love" by New Edition, <laughs> right? Because uh, I think that's uh, sort of like a endearing song, you know. And uh, I, don't, I think you're gonna have to um, like try it out I can't, for us. I cannot do that one without without some background <laughs> accompaniment. Um, and then the other song that I've kind of been obsessed with lately, just because it's so weird to watch him sing it, is Joe Jackson stepping out. Have you ever really? Have you ever seen a video of him singing this song? No. Because his, no. his his mouth does like the weirdest things when he's. Let me see if I can find a video. <laughs> Uh, are we talking about like stepping out with my baby like that old ass no 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 you realize our listeners can't see our video it's all right (laughs) i'm showing you the link i think this makes for great audio to to play videos for one another ah all right i'm gonna actually go to this into the night into the light <laughs> he does like these like weird <laughs> what is happening the list across the window hides the lines his yeah, band looks one. amazing <laughs> i love this song 
Oh my the god. Nothing hides the color of the lights that shine. <laughs> Could you imagine a guy looking like this making it in today's music? I heard this guy was like eight <clears throat> feet tall, man. Let's see. How tall is Joe Jackson? Let's find out, Google. I think he has a speech impediment, honestly. I don't think he does, because I, I think I've seen him. He looks like he's sitting with one. I maybe he just over enunciates the words, but I love it. it Let's just, like... finish this up. Uh, <laughs> we have yes. two more to go. Carlo. Joe Jackson, <laughs> six foot two. Carlo on I the think... web. We're moving on, Scott. We are I think Montel George is really tall, oh, too. My God. <laughs> this is amazing because Scott sent us an email like, we need to really we make tighten these... this up. We need to I tighten know. this up. Hold <laughs> 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 on. Let me paste in 85 links for us to look at mid spend. I wanted to spend more time on listener. Listener questions of the week. Is that the song that Stoli will do? That's yeah. <laughs> the one that Stoli will do. Who's <laughs> <laughs> you, <okay>? Stoli? <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible, Stoli. You're so gifted. I like that he came into frame on that one. That was perfect. Yeah. This is why I want to spend more time on the question of the week. <laughs> so that Stoli can contribute as well? Yes. yes. He gave up. He's out. He's done. It's like, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I can't read the lyrics on the screen because I'm a dog. <laughs> Screenshotted. This just became a Stoli cast. Stoli cast. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like having a wolf inside of your house? Because that's pretty much what that is. <laughs> he does it all the time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Whoa. <laughs> a little baritone. A little baritone. Yeah, he should join Boys to Men. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Carlo <laughs> answered on the website. Yellow Subterranean, sung by the Rachni, not too rangy in the vocal, <laughs> should be able to nail it. I love it. That's that awesome. really good. And a play on words. Very good. And last but not least. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was not even a dog sound. That was pretty much a demon. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, All right. Times. So last but not least from our Facebook page, uh, Sean, Sean Cole, Coils. Sean Coyle says, Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi, my ultimate karaoke song. Have any you guys ever tried to do Bon Jovi? At, on a rock band. band. I've done it on a rock it's, band. It's hard to do. Yeah. It, it is. is. It's not easy. You're always like, oh, Bon Jovi. And then you try and hit those notes. And you're like, oh, that's really actually pretty challenging. So. This is the truth. Yeah. All right. The truth, bruv. All right. So that about wraps things up for uh, episode 71 of the Rated NA podcast. As always, you can tweet to us at NerdAppropriate on the old Twitter and other stuff as well, other places as well. You can, Where? You can Facebook us at slash NerdAppropriate. Facebook.com slash NerdAppropriate. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you almost say Twitter? I don't know what I said. And then uh, <laughs> you can email us all, Scott, Matt, Ash, or Hillary, which if you take the first letter of all of our names, you can spell MASH. MASH. Mm. <laughs> Dude. This yeah. is way too musical of an episode. And I actually feel like we've sang less on this episode than we do on most, and this this was our yeah. musical themed episode. Should do more. Yeah. Singing. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, look out because Scott and Ash are going to be doing some live stuff from 
Star Wars and then PAX the week after that, and I'll be holding down the fort here at home cool. base, which I guess we don't really have a home base, but, you know, you know home base. Home internet base. And, so, uh, yeah. And uh, big shout-outs, of course, go to uh, first one to Jennifer Hale for appearing on episode 70, and um, we still appreciate it a whole lot. Totally and, awesome. And, She's amazing. Yes. Yeah, she was awesome. We had a blast with her, and hopefully we will get to see her in a couple weeks. And also, a uh, big welcome to everyone who is listening. Uh, this is going to be, I mean, we picked up a lot of new followers and listeners um, from episode 70. So we're going to have, hopefully, a lot of people listening to 71. So welcome. And if you made it to the very end of the podcast, <laughs> yeah, this wait, is what it's like. God. You are brave, should, should. and you now, you know, are are indoctrinated, unfortunately. We should probably <laughs> do uh, one more shout out to Natalie for her coverage of Geek Girl Con yes. for uh, Nerd Appropriate, yes. which is totally awesome. Looks like oh. she had a great time. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it actually was a really awesome event. I'm actually sad that I didn't get to go. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> later. Oh, we forgot to do accents. Oi. Oh, no. And, and Ashton. Okay. That's too, that was my Alanis Morissette. That was a good, I know. Was a good Alanis. <laughs> See if I can whip up an orc real quick. <clears throat> Before time was born, a bright kingdom was created for the angels, a dark realm for demons, and a world for mankind. The Charred Council forged a truce between the warring legions of heaven and hell to stay the final battle until the end of days when the kingdom of man would be prepared to cast its lot in the eternal conflict. But war, rider of the apocalypse, destroyed the earth before its appointed hour. Also was claimed to spare his brother from oblivion. The second horseman rode forth. His name was Dan. <laughs> Whoa, it was Bane at the end there. <laughs> yeah, Bane. I was